The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome in to Babes on Broad, episode 22. I am one of your hosts, Sam Wilson, along with my co-host, Jess Town, and we are the Babes on Broad. You can follow us on social media, at Babes on Broad, um, on Instagram or Twitter, and and Facebook and Facebook. Yeah, like us on Facebook. Yeah. We're there too. And then um on Instagram for me, myself personally, you can go to at Sam Wills18 on both of those. On Twitter for Jess, it's at run this town with an E13. And then on Instagram it's at Jessica underscore town with an E. So hit us up there. We are brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. If you want to rep us, if you want to rep them, anything, go to designtree.com slash babes on broad. And you'll find some stuff there. Now. Now. We're getting to, last week we talked about who, the names surrounding the Eagles offensive coordinator job, who we thought we would want, who we thought was actually at the top of the list. And basically all of that has just gone out the window now because there's still not anybody holding the title of Eagles offensive coordinator, but there's a lot of people out of the running now. So Yeah, a lot of people have gotten hired elsewhere. Yeah, I had to write it all down so I didn't get it all confused. Well, I had my top five last week. I think it was like Jim Caldwell, Jay Gruden, Deuce Staley. Mike Kafka is technically my sixth because I forgot he was in my top five, so I replaced him. But whatever. And then uh, Dan Orlovsky. Mm-hmm. So Jim Caldwell. No update on him or talk about him at all. So that's interesting. He's, I guess, still a possibility, even though people said there were health concerns there. Mm-hmm. So, but he wants to get back into coaching, and he's not returning with the Dolphins. So yeah, so that's a that's a good possibility still. Yeah, hopefully, so, hopefully. so that's a, that's possible. Jay Gruden, that, this one's interesting. He's now the Jaguars' offensive coordinator. A lot yep. of people thought he would go to the Las Vegas Raiders, which is official now. Um, so a lot of people thought he would go there with his brother, mm-hmm. and then he didn't. But then he also didn't come to the Eagles, and instead he chose to go. To the Jags with I think that Foles was very and, interesting. Yeah, with Foles and Minshew. Gardner Why do you Minshew. choose that? Unless you just want to be a Playboy still and unless be you out want in to be in Florida. Yeah. I don't. I, truthfully, I don't. I don't know. I don't really know do you what think the maybe draw he had is. That like much of allegiance that like he didn't want to go into the NFC East. 
Is that? No, I is, doubt it. Is that even a thing? I mean, I'm That's sure. Like only I'm sure it reason. is a thing. Which is, I mean, the the allegiance or the revenge factor is probably definitely a thing. Which is probably why Jason Garrett is the offensive coordinator of the New York Giants. Yeah. I don't. I definitely don't think. It has anything to do with like not wanting to be in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what it is. I just I but I also don't know why. I don't know why the Jags. I don't have a good yeah. reason for that. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, Deuce Staley still no update on him as well. I, I feel was, like he's a fallback plan. Yeah, I was just gonna say that we had Adam Schefter on our morning show uh, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, and he was saying basically because Deuce hasn't been chosen yet. It shows that they're going to go outside. They're looking outside the organization. And then I'm most likely exactly what you think. If the Eagles can't find anybody decent enough, I guess they give it to Deuce, which kind of sucks for him. Yeah, because I don't think he's a backup. Like, I don't think he's a backup option, but I think he is the Eagles' backup option. And it just sucks, too, because, like, when you're a girlfriend, like, you don't want to be the second option. Yeah, you don't want him to, like, choose between two people. And, like, she goes and chooses someone else. So then you're like... Or he goes and chooses someone else. So he's like, okay, I guess I'll settle for you. Like, Yeah, no. no. Like, that sucks. You're not settling. I mean, I guess it's a little different because if they settle for you, you still make millions. Yeah, but, whatever. like, I feel like I wouldn't feel good about that. No. Like, it's like... I'd be, uh, I've had bitterness. Yeah. And I would not have an allegiance. I'd be annoyed. Like yeah. I think that really is what it is. I think, obviously, Duke's going to be on... Or Duke. Deuce <laughs> is going to be on this staff regardless. I'm putting yeah. all my words together. Unless he gets a job somewhere else. But all better. of them, all, there's, it, what, there's no, yeah. Is there anywhere else that's still open? Well, that's what's it's so interesting about this because it's been so long and there's no update on what their plan is or who they're bringing in really. And I think a lot of the conversation seems to be people are saying that, oh, it's not, in a, you know, people are turning it down. It's not an attractive yeah, that's job. Yeah, concern people are having. I don't think that. that's true at all. I mean, Car- you still have Carson Wentz. A quarterback that can has still has room to grow. You saw what he was capable of. You've seen he's capable mm-hmm. of taking practice squad players to the playoffs. And the offense as a whole, even though we need receivers badly, um, mm-hmm. it's still like a high potential offense. Yeah, it's not because like of it's, Carson. It's and, not like you're going down to Jacksonville and trying to yeah, exactly vamp up the Jacksonville Jaguars. Exactly. Like that's not what this. It's this still was still appealing. a playoff team. Yeah, it's still appealing. So I don't I don't think that's the case. Yeah. But I I can't. I can't tell you why they don't have somebody in this yeah. role yet. Okay, next, Mike Kafka. He was a big option we mentioned last week. He has come out and said he's staying in Kansas City. I 100% do not blame him there because there's um, talk that, like, there's might be a promotion for him and all mm-hmm. this stuff. I mean, one, why would you leave Pat Mahomes to come to Carson Wentz? It really doesn't make much sense. When you're comfortable there, you're going to the Super Bowl right now. Mm-hmm. I don't blame the man for that at all. So he's off the board. Graham Harrell, he came out I think after our show. I don't remember talking about him much. You know, last we week. didn't we didn't talk yeah. about him last week. He came out after the show and that got shut down real quick. But so he interviewed with the Eagles and then came out afterwards and basically just said, "Yeah, I'm returning to USC." So nobody yeah. knows if that's him not finding it attractive and I think that's what is giving people the concern like, "Oh, right. he chose USC, but and you the same with point. um the the guy down in Baltimore as well. It's the same thing. Oh, the tight ends coach? Whoever whoever they interviewed from Baltimore. Yeah, tight ends coach. Um, but, you know, it was the same thing. Said, you know, I'm going to stay here. I'm not leaving. And it could either be he turned it down or the Eagles could have just interviewed him and been like, you know what, I don't think this is yeah. this is right. So nobody knows that. But I think those that's where the 
concerns coming mm-hmm. from. Like, oh, they don't find it appealing, but you don't know. Right. No one's going to know. Yeah. And then um, Dan Orlovsky. Still I, my number one choice. We mentioned him last week as both our number ones. Adam Schefter came on our show yesterday and confirmed. I don't think he was supposed to say anything by the way he said it. So he confirmed that Dan Orlovsky is getting calls from around the league. And he said there's been a good amount of quarterback calls. And then he mentioned very briefly, and then I think was like, oh, my God, I'm not supposed to say that. Mentioned very briefly, and there's been one or two offensive coordinator options. So I don't care about the lack of experience there. I, mean, I would be okay with The guy has a brilliant it. mind. Yeah. And he's proven that. So why not test it out? And he's a huge Carson fan. I love that option. I think that's a great option. Yeah, so I that's have no interesting. That. I'm hoping the Eagles are one of the people that have called him on offensive coordinator. We'll see. Adam Schefter said that's what will get him out of the broadcasting world is if he's an offensive coordinator. He doesn't think he'll do it for a QB coach. but That would make sense. I wouldn't leave the broadcasting world for a position coach either, either I don't think. Like, I don't know if I would leave. That's a, that's a pretty good gig making a decent amount of money. Oh, yeah. I don't know why you would leave that for something less than offensive no, coordinator. Exactly. There's no put the travel on from your wife and family and stuff. Yeah, and do all, all that, that for... Because now he just cuts highlights and proof and stuff because he likes to back up his point. It's fun to him. Yeah. But it's different when you have to actually put on the stress of being a coach and cut that every week and stress it to players, you know? Right. And practice. Yeah. And, you know. and then this one's just funny. This is my last guy because I mentioned him last week as a possibility because we're running out of options. No. Ben McAdoo. No. Please, Lord. No. That, Don't but the only, do that to me. So that's the only good thing because, like, I have him as, like, an alternate, like, as a last chance. But I really would like to believe that the Eagles would hire Deuce before Ben. And if not... I hope they would do it just so we didn't have to look at the hair and mustache combo (laughs) every Sunday. That's bad enough. That's reason enough to not give this guy a job. Yeah. His hair and his mustache is reason enough. Don't give this guy a job, please. I will be sad forever. Or until he gets fired. I will just be very disappointed in the organization if they... If they, if they, because especially here's why, especially if they take the time to have a fired micro and Carson Walsh, if they lost Corey Undlin and, you know, take the time to replace all these people and they're going to be better about cutting ties with nostalgic players this year. And we're going to be looking at a whole new roster this year. If you are going to go all in on all that crap and you're going to hand me Ben McAdoo as the offensive coordinator, (laughs) I'm calling BS on what you're doing. I'm just going to say real quick, everything you're talking about, like, it's funny because you're like, hopefully not, but it's eerily similar to the Phillies, if we want to be honest. You know what? Don't even get me started on that. Not coaching wise, but like last year they went all in on Ben, which I'm not Ben, um, Bryce, we're spending stupid money. To get one player and then this year. We'll get on that later. It just, it makes my eye twitch. I'm, but yeah, instead, we're going to go to arbitration with JT Romuto, uh, the best catcher in baseball. Because uh, of a $2 million difference. When you want to spend stupid money and then $2 million. He doesn't sound, so luckily JT doesn't sound like he's. No, he's still been posting. His wife actually too. Like, I believe he'll end up here. Like, he'll settle it. Yeah. He, he came out and said. He's just doing it for future catchers to, like, help them out. Yeah. And um, his wife, even after he went to arbitration, posted um, one of their two little girls in, like, her Phillies outfit and was like, all Phillies up, ready for the season. So, like, 
Yeah, they'll I, most likely say they're happy here. Yeah, I just, I just, just hope it doesn't cause bad blood to like make yeah. things like go south. Like you don't want yeah. that because it's, it's stupid. We'll get it's not stupid that. money. We'll it's just that. stupid. Yeah. All right. So, so out of those options, we side stand. Like, what do you think's the most logical right now? Jim Caldwell. Yeah. Because of the I ex- so I I would so there the two options and like he Jim Caldwell is not my number one option. He's not my favorite option. I either want someone like Dan Orlovsky who may be less experienced but innovative mind Mm -hmm. thinks about the game a different way and could really help Carson Wentz or you get the guy who has Super Bowl rings has the experience but could also really help Carson Wentz so you get both sides of the spectrum and I'd want either one of those so if it can't be Dan Orlovsky I'd like Jim Caldwell but I'd also I would be happy with Deuce I was gonna say those three that you just mentioned are my top three yeah, I, I definitely don't want Ben McAdoo in case no one's yeah. figured that out yet. I think um, Jim Caldwell is more of a safe one. I'd be happy if they did mm-hmm. that. If they did Orlovsky, I'd be very excited. Yeah, that would that that one would definitely new, get me fresh, excited. Something, something to try out, and it, I think it would work. I mean, you see what you know. Some of the other, you, you think about guys like, like Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm little to no experience and now he's an NFL head coach yeah. and obviously the Cardinals didn't have the best season in the world but when it comes to the development of Kyler Murray we'll see you know so it's not always about experience it's just kind of about your mind sometimes and I think yeah. Dan Orlovsky has the right mind mindset I for this. I just realized I did leave out one thing oh god which is it's a props to you it's a shout out to you you were the first person to bring up the thought at least that I heard of, the thought of Josh McCown as Eagles offensive coordinator. I doubt I was the first person. I think I, I probably saw that somewhere, but I said it at the game. Yeah. But I guarantee you I wasn't the only right. thinking it, but I appreciate yeah. the credit you're giving me. Well, you, you said it publicly, which means you believed it, and it was very early on. But it did come out. I forget the source, so I can't – should have wrote it down. But um, supposedly he was offered – or not offered. He was talked to about Eagles offensive coordinator possibilities. Uh-huh. And he denied it. So Does he still want to play? Like, yeah, are, he doesn't want to retire. Oh, my that's, goodness. That's why he retired. Or he turned it down. He said he's not ready to give up his playing career, which makes no sense because he just came out of retirement. Like, you yeah. were already in retirement. You were already retired. <laughs> so my only thought is that he's like, he got a little, because he was very emotional after mm-hmm. his first playoff game. And like, so maybe he's like, I want to try to do that one more time. I don't know. Sentimental. I don't know. He's but not, I, I mean, but he, the fact he would that be it was actually an option. I, I don't think it was a bad thing because, because like we talked about, one of the most impressive things I think about Josh McCown was obviously they wanted to bring in a veteran presence to be with Carson Wentz yeah. in the quarterback room and help him a little bit. And that was great. And you, you know, saw how that helped him, but also his eye for things. And he was instrumental in the decisions they made of who they were bringing up from the practice squad. He was the guy who yeah. said, you need to bring up this guy, this guy, or this guy, and really made the call. Yeah, he was calling He's shots smart. already. He had a great relationship with everybody on the team. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. I thought that would be an interesting, if you're going for out of the box, that would have been a good out of the box. It is a good one. I agree. So to kind of go along with what's going on there and with the Eagles, the second half of this whole thing. So obviously you've got the coaching openings and things like that, but the second half of it is the number of free agents that the Eagles have mm-hmm. and how many people are going to maybe or maybe not be here. And I think one of the most interesting sections of that is the secondary because definitely other than Malcolm Jenkins, 
no, none of the starters are under contract. And obviously with Malcolm Jenkins, he, he said he's not coming back not without coming a new contract. Yeah. Right. So. Which, how does that work? How, he, he just wants a new contract. Yeah, and, but like, so would he just hold out? Yeah. Okay. So Rodney McLeod is a free agent. Ronald Darby is a free agent. Um, Jalen Mills is a free agent. Jalen Mills, Ronald Darby, and um, Rodney McLeod. McLeod are all free okay. agents. McLeod supposedly is getting, it just came out today, shoulder surgery. Interesting. Yeah, I, um, I think Jason Martinez tweeted it out. So, so okay, let me let me start here. So, four people: Malcolm Jenkins, Rodney McLeod, Ronald Darby, and Jalen Mills. Are there any of those that you truly see coming back? They will. You think will be on this roster for 2020? I don't know which one they'll choose. You think one of them will be? Yeah. So I think Malcolm will be, and I think they were going to try to keep Jalen Mills at a reasonable number. I don't think they'll keep Rodney McLeod, and I don't think they're going to re-sign Ronald Darby. Because so Ronald thing, Darby... I don't think Darby. He's my one that I probably have the least confidence in. Mine is a... I can... I don't know how things are going to turn out with Malcolm just because of his age. But he still is very productive. So it'll be interesting. Mills or McLeod, I don't know what to think about him. I think they'll bring one of them back, but I'm not sure which one right now. So for, for me, I just... I think they're going to bring... My thoughts on Malcolm are your other safety is a free agent, Rodney McLeod, and you haven't brought anybody in or drafted anybody to develop under Malcolm Jenkins mm-hmm. to kind of – it's the same thing they did with Brian Dawkins. They didn't bring anybody in to kind of – And that's one reason I could see them maybe keeping him because they did get rid of Brian so easily. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're like, we don't want to make that mistake again. My other thing is you let Darren Sproles and Jason Peters like that's make true. their own decisions of how many – like times they wanted to ride off into the sun, you owe Malcolm that too because he's played through all yeah, of it. Yeah, the only thing is how much is it, how much of a difference is Malcolm asking in a price? You know what I mean? I think because he probably... Darren not, came back cheap. JP, yeah. I'm not sure, but JP... JP wasn't cheap. But he's one of the all-time greats. So like, right, but he... I mean, he's yeah. still... Yeah, but I mean, so he's money. one of the all-time greats. Malcolm, I think he's... I don't think he's going to want, like, the most money of any safety... But I think he's going to want to be top five and make sure he's, like, pretty handily top five. Um, How do you think the restructure of the contract will go? How many years? What do you think? I think How that... old is he? 37? He's in his 30s. He's in his 30s, yeah. He's 32. Wow! He'll be 33 in December. He just turned 32. So wow. he's not, like, old. he's not Jason Peters old. No, I thought he he's was not... so much older, by the way. This, like, everybody... I guess is talking about it or was talking about it. Yeah. It made it seem so much older. He's not Jason Peters old. He's not Darren. Sproul's okay. Then old. I would, okay. I would do Jenkins for sure. As long as he's not asking unreasonably, like outrageous amount. You know what I mean? I would do that. Maybe a two, three year contract. You think that's too much? No, I think three years is probably. And then he called it quits. So right now he's, he's the 10th highest paid safety at 8.75 million. I would think you'd need to give him somewhere between 13 and 14. Is that, would that move him up to fifth? Or, so, oh, let me let me change that. Somewhere between 12 and 14, he will need to be. Because right now. Didn't he ask for 12 originally? I don't know the answer to that question. Maybe I'm thinking of, what's his name actually, JT? <laughs> Maybe that's why not. Numbers <laughs> in my head. So just... right now, Malcolm's the 10th highest paid safety. The only pe- the people that are paid higher are um, Amos from... The Packers is making nine. 
Devin McCourty is making nine and a half. Harrison Smith is making 10.25. LaMarcus Joyner is making 10 and a half. Rashad Jones is making 12. Earl Thomas is making 13.75. Landon Collins, Teron Matthew, and Kevin uh, Byard are making 14. Okay. So, so the I top think, three are making a, about the same. Yeah. So based off of those numbers, I think it'd be a very reasonable three-year $13 million. Well, but it's not total $13 million. It's no, $13 no, no. Million a year. Yeah. So it would have it would have to be something that's probably depending on what they do with some of their money if they could front load it or back load it would be ideal but it, they're going to have to be somewhere between 12 and between the like 12 13 range because this is only going to yeah. go up and I think that's what I'm saying so I think 3 years 13 mil I mean each year sorry yeah, the way I'm saying that so what would that be 3 years 39 million something like that yeah I think so, I, I, but I, like, I think the, the thing reasonable. is, I think, he, I think he deserves it. And I know people want to argue that he didn't have his best season this year. And I don't disagree. He didn't have the world's no, best year. No, but he's still 32. Well, I guess 31 at the time. He's and he played every, every snap. snap. And he's been and a leader. And extra on special teams. And he's been a leader. And he stepped it up when he needed to. It's literally Brian Dawkins. And I think because of that, like how I just said earlier, I think that's going to make them more hesitant to let him go easily like Brian. Because and they that shouldn't. bit him in the butt. It did bite him in the butt, and yeah. and because they haven't drafted anybody to bring in and groom underneath to be the next safety, yeah. they haven't done that, and that's the problem. So the only thing is, though, going off of this, oh wait, no, because they're corners. But for salary money, there's been ties now that they could very possibly go after free agency, a cornerback in free agency like Chris Harris or Byron Jones, and yeah. I. Don't know the prices off the top of my head, but I imagine they'd be very high because they're both big-time cornerbacks in the league. I think Byron Jones is going to be expensive. Me too. But when so, was the last time we had a corner like that? I know, which is – but do you think that will make any difference in the Malcolm signing because they need that money? I don't because I think – So I'm so bad with all this money stuff because to me, I'm just like, spend it, but there's a cap. Spend it all. And there's a cap, though, so, but I'm terrible So here's, here's the thing. The Eagles have 21 players that are free agents this year. Now, five of those 21 are either restricted free agents or the their Eagles have their rights. The guys that are free agents this year, Nigel Bradham, I don't think they're going to they, – he has a club option. I don't think they're going to pick up his option. That's $8 million That he, he made $8 million this year, and his gets more. So it's Nigel Bradham, Rodney McLeod, Ronald Darby, Jason Peters, Nate Sudfeld, Nelson Aguilar, Vinnie Curry, Josh McCown, Timmy Jernigan, Darren Sproles – Richard Rogers, Hassan Ridgeway, Jordan Howard, uh, Vitae, Kamu, Jalen Mills, and then the restricteds are Shelton Gibson, Craig James, Deontay Burnett, Corey Clement, and Cameron Johnston. So the most significant ones there are Nigel Bradham, Rodney McLeod, Ronald Darby, Jason Peters are the ones who made more than $4 million. Um, I can tell you who they are bringing back. Cam Johnson. Oh, yeah, definitely. But so in terms of corners, I truthfully think a lot of what they do is going to be contingent upon what they do with Alshon Jeffrey. And if they cut him, if they trade him. I saw Mark Farzetta put out a tweet, something, I don't understand how any of this money stuff works. But if the Eagles cut him, it essentially costs them $10 million more than to just keep him and put him on a pup list or the IR yeah. or something. So they'll most likely have to keep Or trade him. Or trade him. But who's going to want Alshon? An injured Alshon, right? I don't know. And if we do trade him right now, what's his trade value? Right. So, I mean, getting rid of his contract. That's his trade value. 
because his contract is absurd. Guaranteeing all of that for this year is just crazy. So to me, I think they try to keep – so for for corners, my thought would be let Ronald Darby walk, try to sign a corner in free agency who can be your veteran corner. You definitely need that. And draft one. And draft a decent one. After you get, like, semi-high pick, but I would go second-round corner. Yeah. After a receiver. Yes. I would would go second-round corner. And where do we draft receivers from? Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, or Bama. Yes, that is the four... The four... Any of them. We'll make a... Pick one. We'll make a clever name for that. The four... We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll get on that. But right now we're going to take a quick break. (laughs) You're listening to The Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Welcome back into The Babes on Broad. It is our second segment. Maybe our last. Do we have questions today? No. So it is our final segment. Ding, ding, ding. And there's Sam singing. Yep. Yep. Love it. Love it. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll start off with Phillies because we already talked about it a little bit. Very disappointing, lackluster offseason so far. So remember like a couple months ago, it was like November, and I sat here and said, I'm pretty happy with the Phillies so far. Yeah, because they, they got like Zach be- Wheeler at that point. Yep. And-, and they got um, Didi, and they yes. hired Joe yes. Girardi, and I was like, Which are so okay. good So good I moves. like where we've started. It needs to continue. It hasn't continued at all, and I'm upset. They did, um, okay, so for, just to help you people out if you didn't see, Uh, they did sign four people to minor league deals with big league spring training invites, whatever, woo, um, they're all in their 30s, so that's fun, uh, Francisco Liriano, is that how you say it? Francisco Liriano, sounds good to me, we'll learn otherwise. I've only ever known him as a Pittsburgh Pirate, but I looked into it, so he's a 36-year-old left-handed pitcher. He's been with six different teams in his 14 years. He was with Pittsburgh last year, but he was mainly with Pittsburgh when they were good back in, like, 2014, 2012, I think, like, the, yeah. that area. So that's that's their first guy they signed yesterday. And then Bud Norris. What kind of name is that? Bud Norris? An Thir- old person's name. 34-year-old right-handed pitcher. He's been with seven different teams in his 10 years. His first five were with Houston, and then he was with St. Louis last year. So that's what we got there. Drew Storen, 32-year-old right-handed pitcher. He's been with four different teams with him in his eight years. Um, his first six were with Washington, and then he was with Cincinnati last year. So I guess, eh, at least he had six years consistent somewhat. Um, Neil Walker, 34-year-old infielder who plays, I looked up his baseball reference, he basically plays everything in the infield besides shortstop. Um, he's been with five teams in 11 years. He was with Pittsburgh for seven years, so another Pittsburgher there. Um, and fun fact, he went to Pine Richland High School, which is like in Allegheny Township, which is out by Pittsburgh. I did not so, know that. That was my fun fact so that Sam probably, taught me the other day. Yeah, so that's probably the most exciting part of all those four guys is the one went to Pine Richland, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> the most exciting thing. And I can't even... I just really don't... I've never really understood having your moves, for people that are listening to this, I'm saying it with quotations, your moves be minor league deals. I don't understand. They're trying to sell us on rooting for a minor league team. I don't understand that context. So you're getting these 30-year-old guys, yeah. essentially. Yeah. To what? Well, Try- some of them haven't, like, have taken years off from baseball. Yeah. So, like, what is your – are you getting these 
mid 30 year old people to what develop in the minor leagues. I don't understand that. And that's just like my not like I don't know. That's why I don't understand. I just don't know the reasoning for that. I wish I had reasoning. <laughs> and I cannot wait until John Middleton's next press conference to hear his reasoning behind this crap. Yeah, I like, can't wait to hear what him and Matt Klintak have to say about this one. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm just so frustrated. I'm over it. And then there's literally two people out there that would be exciting. And they, I frankly don't think they will be a difference changer in making this team a World Series team. And that's Aaron um Arenado. Yeah, yeah, Arenado. Okay. I always mess up his name. I called him Aaron Arenado the other day. Um close enough. <laughs> Nolan Arenado or Chris Bryant, who are both third basemen. They're both great players. It'd be exciting to hear their name as a Philly. They're not gonna make us a World Series team. No. So I Because our pitching is still terrible. Exactly. And that's I got a notification today that said Vince Velasquez expects to be the fifth starting pitcher, and it made me almost throw my phone across the room. I'm just so disappointed. I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed in what they've done or haven't done. They're going to be – they're in this constant problem of they don't want to go into the luxury tax because they're not a World Series team, but you, you're you you're not – right now, you're not going to be able to become a World Series team unless you go into the luxury tax. So we're just in this endless circle yeah. of disappointment. And my thing is, like Th- – There it is. That's the perfect – endless circle of disappointment. That's the yeah, Philadelphia Phillies. 100%. And yeah. – I I don't know. Maybe they have pitching that they think in a year or a few years' time, a couple years' time, I don't know how long, in their minor leagues that they think will be something. They do have a couple good guys down there. But it just, why wait that so like that long? Because get one or two guys that you can get Do now. anything. 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 It, just, it makes no sense. We'll see. I don't know. I'm annoyed with the Phillies. Me too. I'm like very I'm I'm very annoyed with the Phillies and everyone's like It makes me so sad because I truly love talking baseball is my favorite thing to talk about and now when i do it it makes you sad. it just makes me disappointed and sad it's not a hot i'm not happy i'm top. not mad i'm just disappointed yeah i'm yeah. extremely disappointed so disappointed okay let's move on from them because they just make me angry well i guess the sixers have some sad news too yeah josh richardson's gonna be out for two ish weeks and um in that period of time um they oh here it is so Josh Richardson is out with left hamstring strain. He could miss, it's like nine-ish games. Six out of those nine games, they play the Bucks, Lakers, Clippers, Celtics, Heat, and the Memphis Grizzlies, who are playing very well That's right fun. now. That's fun. And so, yeah, so I can't wait till the Lakers what? come. Joel still has a month, too. So Joel and Josh are both out. Yep, Joel and Josh are both out. Um... Furkan Korkmaz is playing more consistently. That's shocking, and I love it yeah, because needed. if he would play consistently, that drastically changes this team. Last night when Josh got hurt, Brett Brown played a total of 11 people. All He played 11 guys in the first quarter. At one point, I think the lineup was, I mean, it was Howell Neto, Furkan yeah. Korkmaz. Who else was out there? Shake Milton was out there. Jonah Bolden was out there, and Norvell Pell. It was like the worst it was the worst lineup you could put together like with the Sixers lineup. roster yeah and like that's the thing the one thing when when someone gets hurt I'm not gonna say Brett I everyone likes to say Brett can't make in-game adjustments I don't think that's true but I think when someone gets hurt and it totally throws off the game plan I do think he panics a little bit and like think about it anytime you see someone get hurt he just starts tossing random people yeah, out there to see what happens I agree and you should 
I mean, I understand, like, basketball team, the roster's not as huge as other sports and stuff. But right. you should have somebody, like, a solid bench guy that you could just throw in there to replace him. Yeah. It won't give you fill that void completely, but it's okay. It'll hold you up. Well, we've you know? been saying that for the last three years, and then every year yeah. we're like, oh, we finally have a bench. And then we get here, and it's like, wow, our bench sucks. And we talked about this on The Madness a lot yesterday, and, you know, talking about, because, you know, the two big names out there right now that apparently, or three, actually, there's another one that came out today that the Sixers are looking into, is trading back for Robert Covington. trading Which, for LOL, that's funny. Trading for Bogdan Bogdanovich, or... Uh, Derek Rose? No. I don't want Derek Rose in... 50 miles of this place because here's here's Why, my theory the injury passed or what no so here's the thing he was found innocent but he was accused of like breaking into someone's house and raping them i think he was like supposedly dating the woman at the time oh but my gosh was, i didn't know that yeah well here's some news he was found innocent but it, it, it went to a try like it was a lot yeah and i just i don't when did that bad happen tape. a couple years ago Bad taste wow, that, I completely you know? missed that. That one. I just like that. Wow. Off the court distraction. Yeah. Eh, not not a fan. Also, there, I firmly believe that the reason you're not seeing a lot of Trey Burke every now and then is because what he does and the kind of offense that he is comfortable in is not the offense of the Philadelphia 76ers. So Derek Rose is just a better, better, better okay, Trey that Burke. Makes sense. So yeah. the kind of offense that he runs, he really doesn't help you. He doesn't help us. He doesn't help you in the sense of like Ben Simmons comes out, you put Derek Rose in, and nothing changes. It's completely different. And you want them to play a certain style of basketball, they're not going to play that style of basketball with Derek Rose. That's interesting. That's, um, yeah, that's the other point. name is Gallinari, who he does. That's interesting. His shooting, it helps. I will say, I. Of those couple, I am the biggest fan of bringing Robert Covington back. And I will tell you why. He's playing very well. He's playing well. When he was here, he was required to be a starter, and he was required to be the shooter. He's not the shooter in a starting lineup, but he can come in and get you buckets and play good defense. Now, here's where this kind of continues to unfold, and we talked about this yesterday on The Madness as well. Um, Would Wait, would Rocco come off the bench? Probably. Okay. But you could also mess around with a couple different starting lineups then, depending on who you're playing. What makes it interesting is it's another guy who he is, you know, when they coach up Matisse Thibel, they're showing him they're showing him film of Rocco. So you have guys out there that are long, they can defend, and that's the mentality of the Sixers for this season. Who the so the idea behind their offense is creating turnovers, getting out and running in transition, and that gets Ben Simmons in the offense that he's most comfortable with. You can also have people like a Tobias Harris, who he can kick it out to, Furkan Korkmaz, who's now playing well, or now Robert Covington, who you can kick it out to. That's also another less possession that Joel Embiid has to run up and down the floor. Yeah, that's interesting. So all things considered, like he also is familiar with Brett Brown. He's familiar with the team. He's familiar with their mentality. He's familiar with the offense. He's familiar with the sets they run. It's just so funny to me when teams get rid of guys and then bring them back. So I think that, I mean, you're not getting Jimmy Butler here without him. Yeah. And yeah. I, but I think he was like the one piece that was the, they didn't really want to part ways with him. Like they didn't really want to give yeah. him up, but they had to for Jimmy Butler. You know, obviously the the idea was to re-sign Jimmy Butler and it didn't work out. So who's your trade package real quick for that? So the trade package is going to include Zaire Smith and Mike Scott. They're guaranteed. Do you think there's another one? And it'll be one of, we were told, it would be one of 
um, Jonah Bolden, Trey Burke, or Howell Neto. But Mike Scott oh, and Zaire Smith. Oh, yeah. I'll send all three of them. Yeah. But Mike Scott and Zaire Smith are kind of the starting base for that package. And that's for I, either one of them. I don't mind losing Smith because what has he done? Mike Scott hasn't played well, but it would just make me sad because he is such a Philly guy. Yeah. And if sorry, Hive, that would suck, right? <laughs> I mean, like, it would suck. And it'd be sad because I do like Mike Scott and yeah. I like the mentality that he brings. But that's just, it's such He's for the just not that playing literally well. have gotten. They've literally tattooed their bodies with the hive, and then if he just leaves that same season. That would be unfortunate. But you know what? They would always have that memory of those good times with Mike's up. And, and I, you can cheer for him when he's not. There's nothing wrong with cheering for a player. I firmly also believe that uh, the NBA not letting him wear his ninja headband is the the reason he's yeah, not playing Yeah, took away his power. That. And I also the firmly believe juice. that the reason they lost to the Raptors last night is because Al Horford was the only starter that didn't wear a headband. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Matisse Thibel and uh, Ben Simmons yeah, wore the no headbands last night, and Al Horford didn't. Hmm. And I that's why. They I, also just really suck at playing in Toronto. I saw a stat today. Dang it, I didn't have it. It's like... They haven't won there in the regular season since 2012. That's exactly what I was going to say. Never in Brett Brown's career. Except in the playoffs. Yeah. But is that insane? 10, 9, 8, 76. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. They, like, That's just crazy. don't play well no, in Toronto. But I will also say, I really don't think... Everyone wants to talk about seeding. I really don't think seeding matters for this team. Like, I don't think it matters if they're, They'll like, the one up. seed or the five seed. Yeah. I don't think it matters. They'll play up come playoffs, I think. I think this team is built... For the long haul. Yeah. Real quick, the Flyers going into the All-Star break. They beat the Penguins, on a, so they went in on a high note. Um, Love that. Love that. Shut out the Penguins, in fact. Shut out. Yes, three to nothing. It was magical. So it was nice. Um, They now are off until next Friday, where they pick up in Pittsburgh against the Penguins again. Who still suck. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. That'll be an interesting game after being off all that time, yeah. shutting them out, so they'll come out with a vengeance. I don't know how I feel about that. But um, they're now... They're fifth, tied for fifth in the Metro Division. I think that's the same where they were before the last time we spoke. I don't I remember. I think you're right. But then um, they're 11 games out of first. I forget who's in the first place. It's probably... Still the Caps? Yeah, I was going to say it's probably the Caps. Um, Penguins are seven games behind, or seven points behind, and they're in second place. And then the other teams, they're all close. So they're it's close, close enough. Yeah, they're catch up, catch-upable. Catch-upable? Catch-upable. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. Um. I'm not sure when Carter Hart will be back. If that's like they said, two be... to three weeks. Yes, yeah, so, that was what a week ago. Yeah. So and then maybe after they the have break? a week and two days off with this All Star break yeah, of so maybe, nothing. So maybe, maybe after we'll the break. Yeah, I mean Brian Elliott's pr- playing well. Yeah. But so we'll see. We'll Hopefully see. he can get back soon. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we just leave it off of that. There and you go. There's a little. There's your minutes. recap on Philly sports. Yeah. Um, for the last week. Let's see. When do the Sixers play again? The Sixers play Saturday, Saturday. with the Lakers at home. The Lakers come to town. Oh, that'll be fun to watch. I know. It'll be a good one. Sitting right on this couch, all snuggled up in my blankets. Not on the beanbag? This thing's pretty comfy. No, I might sit on the beanbag, actually. It's, it's very now that you mention it, I might sit on the beanbag. Yeah. Unless they start losing, then I'll have to move and come back to sit on the couch where I usually sit <laughs> yeah. for Sixers games. Because, yeah, I'm weird like well, that. Well, I don't expect, I don't know how I feel about Saturday. It might not be good. Well, without Josh Richardson, without Joel Embiid. Yeah. I don't, I don't love that. So we'll see. But how we'll see. We'll see how they play. We'll see. It is how... a home game. At least it's not away. Yeah. Thank God it's at least at home. Like we said, the Flyers are off. The Super Bowl's not till next week. You can watch your Eagles play in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Probably not. But yeah, that is our show for today, <laughs> episode number twenty-two. We're getting up there. Getting kids. up there. 
So make sure wherever you get your podcast, you subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation. Thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation for hosting our podcast as always. Make sure you, as I said, subscribe, give a five-star review, five-star rating, written review, all the good things. Follow us on social media. Check out our store on Design Tree. Until next week, maybe the Eagles will have an offensive coordinator then. (laughs) We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Babes on Broad. BGN.